Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. This week's V Report is all XFL. I have the privilege of interviewing an XFL agent. He's also an NFL agent, so keep a lookout for that. This agent is going to share with me his journey on becoming an Asian, his clients that are in the, in the XFL, his clients that are trying out for, trying to get into the NFL. We have a great interview coming your way, and it's starting now. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The V Report. I am so excited to be interviewing this young man. His name is Nathan. He's a successful sports agent, has his own sports agency, and I'm so happy he's on my show. Nathan, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Nathan, I heard that you have a few players that are in the XFL. I also heard you have a few players that are coming up as NFL draft. Tell us a little about it. Yeah, so I have uh, I represent Sam Mobley and uh, Ty Schwab, who are as uh, a wide receiver and linebacker for Houston Roughnecks. Uh, their first game will be tomorrow, and then um, I have a tight end for uh, Seattle Dragons, Cam Clear. So those are my XFL guys, and then. Uh, Yes, this is, this is our first uh, NFL class, so um, we've got a good amount of guys for the 2020 NFL draft as well from various schools. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. What made you fall in love in, with football? Like, What was your calling? Yeah, so I, I started playing football in high school. Um, loved it. Was starting on varsity as a sophomore. Um, mm-hmm. Really had dreams of playing in college. And then uh, as a junior, um, in between my sophomore and junior year, I tore my ACL. Mm. Uh, and then in between my junior and senior year, I retore my ACL. Oh, wow. So that was kind of it for my uh, playing career. <laughs> but uh, I knew I loved the game and wanted to stay around it. And so I uh, wanted to just kind of pursue that type of path. And so I went to my dream school, Texas A&M, graduated there, got my master's. I uh, was a coach for a year, thought I wanted to go that route, and just didn't feel like my calling. Uh, so I decided to go to law school, not really sure what I wanted to do, but knowing I wanted to do something with sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the first days on campus, one of my professors uh, was talking with him and just said, what are my options to stay around sports? And uh, he said, agent, and just kind of started looking into it. Um, shadowed an agent here in Dallas for two years. Uh, started off doing kind of the CFL route, the AF happened, so I started doing that, uh, and then now the XFL, NFL. So just kind of been slowly building my way up and and doing all that. But my love for football started since I was young, and I've just my dad has always kind of even noticed that I, I love the game a little bit more than most most guys do. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just a really good manly sport, um, very good <laughs> for developing men, developing character. Um, and I, I always loved the camaraderie of the game and, and just, just the excitement of it. And so I've always loved it since I was young. So I, I wanted to stay around it somehow. So that's, that's kind of how I came to where I am now. Gotcha. That's interesting. Very interesting path. I'm so sorry about your ACLs. Like I know that probably oh, yeah, was no. traumatic. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. It's all good. The, the rehab's worse than the actual injury. So, oh, oh yeah. So since you did mention you also are agent for the CFL, can you tell people how how do you become an agent? Like some people watch Jerry Maguire and think that that's how it is and that's the yeah. lifestyle. Can you give us a little insight on that? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's really becoming an agent. There's there's no really one path to do it. Um, lots of people have different stories. Uh, you'll hear of some guys uh, who 
you know, just kind of backed into it. Someone, you know, approached, someone had a friend that approached them and they're a lawyer and someone came up to them and said, Hey, would you represent them? And that's how they get started. Some guys, you know, were in the football world before and then kind of transitioned over to the agent world. And then uh, some guys just kind of know what they want to do and kind of start off trying to go after it. Um, so lots of different ways in, um, but it just depends on the level of what you're trying to do in terms of certification on what you need to do. Um, so for the CFL, it's, it's a lot less rigorous than the NFL just because the money's a whole lot different. So mm-hmm. CFL, you really don't have to have all the same qualifications as you do for, for other leagues. But for example, with the NFL, um, you have to have a either a master's degree or uh, a law degree or some kind of advanced degree or six or seven years of experience, I think, of negotiating to be able to qualify just to apply. Mm-hmm. So uh, if someone's wanting to be an agent, I mean, first of all, you want to, you have to have some kind of advanced degree, not just a four year bachelor of arts, bachelor of science, anything like that. Like it's gotta be a master's degree. So that can cut off some people. But uh, after that, you know, for the CFL, for both leagues, CFL, NFL, any, any kind of league, you have to take a test, mm-hmm. uh, pass that and then pay a bunch of fees. Um, <laughs> And it costs a ton of money literally just to be an agent is, you know, thousands of dollars a year. Uh, so it's an expensive deal to get into. It's hard to get into. And it's definitely not a lot of times as glamorous as it looks. Uh, but I love it. I love the relational side of it and uh, really all that entails. And so um, I wasn't I wasn't someone that saw, you know, uh, Jerry Maguire and thought that was what I wanted to do. Um mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I love the the business of it, and I don't I don't need all the flash and all that. I just love you know the, the relationships I have with these guys and how I'm able to sow into their lives and be a part of their lives and uh, and then help them get the best deals they can. That's really what I enjoy about it. Oh, okay, that's great. That's um, really important, especially with the agent and client relation. Like they have to be able to trust you, and you have to yeah, actually definitely. care about them. Definitely, and that's. Not every agent does. I mean, there's a lot of agents that just do it for the business side and mm-hmm. they'll get you a lot of money, but then they don't really care a whole lot about you as a person. You're just kind of a dollar sign. So that was one of the big reasons I got in was I wanted to be kind of different in that regard. So you can ask any of my guys. I mean, I'm a big relational guy, so I, I consider all my guys personal friends and enjoy that aspect of it a lot. I noticed that your agency is called Higher Calling. What's the meaning behind that? Yeah, so we're... Um, we're a little different. One of the reasons that I decided to start an agency versus joining one or just doing my own thing was um, my faith as a Christian man is really important to me. And mm-hmm. kind of when I looked out at the landscape, saw that there were some Christian agents, but there wasn't really any Christian agencies um, that were just focused on guys of faith. And so um, that was a big driving point to me. So uh, what Higher Calling is, is it, the name, the reason behind the name is we're looking for guys that feel like they're called to do something higher or greater than just making playing football, making money guys that mm-hmm. want to give back to the community guys that want to be role models, want to make a difference on the next generation um, that want, that want to really leave their mark in ways other than just football. And uh, so that was kind of where, you know, being called, being called to something higher, higher power, all that kind of together is kind of where higher calling comes from as a name. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. You're right. I don't you don't hear many agencies that also look at their clients' religious side and want to make them, you know, of course, the best they can for the dollar side, but also the best type of person they can be. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's it's very much a business, and so most guys don't care about you know faith or all that kind of stuff. But for mm-hmm. me, it was um, there's a huge amount of guys out there that are 
that their faith is really important to them. And you want, to me, I, I was thinking, you know, it just makes sense to have the person in your corner have the same types of beliefs as you, the same types of morality mm-hmm. um, that will point you in the same direction. Because a lot of times these guys get to the next level and then they have people in their corner telling them to do X, Y, or Z and then they end up bankrupt or getting in trouble for doing something they shouldn't. So we try to just get the right people in guys' corners that have the same type of beliefs that they do. And so our guys are just, we hold our guys to a higher standard and we, we don't really go for guys that don't really match our standard. So, um, a little different than how some agents do it for sure. So that also be how you guys would find your clients. Like you would look for players that have that drive, that drive to correct. Is that what you're saying as well? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the first things that I do is I go on people's, I go on any guy I'm scouting. I go look at their social media and oh, okay. what they're retweeting, what they're, um, bio says um what kind of content they're posting that tells me a lot about the guy's character um and so that's a good indicator for me and then uh you know from there from there we talk but there are lots of ways to meet clients i mean you can um i can identify them myself so i can kind of go and find the guys that match me and try Mm -hmm. to talk to them Um, i can also do agent days at schools like where they schools invite agents to come in and talk to their guys and do interviews uh, a lot of it is word of mouth. So if, if I have a player whose friend is playing at this one school, um, his friend might tell him, hey, you should really look at this guy. He represents me. He does a good job. Um, and then sometimes, uh, you know, players will reach out to you or someone will reach out to you, a, fa- a friend, family member. Someone will reach out to you and ask you to look at someone. And So there's a lot of different ways uh, that I connect with my guys. And I wouldn't say one area. I'd say I'm pretty split up in all of those. I mean, I've had some guys who um, – referrals some guys who i went after directly some guys i met it at their pro day um some guys that i discovered after the season had ended who um i hadn't noticed at the beginning of the season but i did by the end of the season and so it just kind of varies from guy to guy but there are lots of different ways to to kind of recruit guys i think it's very interesting you brought the social media aspect um especially with signing day just past us what would you tell young people that are going into these colleges that are, are already in college trying to go pro and get to the next level about how they should behave on social media? Yeah, I mean, you're, uh, you're, your social media, people will look at it, teams look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, any, anything that you would be embarrassed uh, or not want someone to see on your social media, you should always kind of ask yourself, like, could this come back to hurt me one day? Mm-hmm. And, and if the answer is yes, you should do it. Because as much as you want to just say it's, you know, for me and my friends, um, now it's very much seen on a professional level. And I'd, I'd almost be just about as professional as as you would on something like a LinkedIn that's more professional, something like that. I mean, you can retweet your highlights and what people are saying and stuff. But if you're posting stuff that's really unprofessional, that's degrading to someone, um, that has profanity, anything like that, um, teams are going to see that. And that's going to put a red flag next to your name going in. And so... Um, anytime there's something, why, you know, is it, is it really worth posting something that can end up hurting your career one day? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the answer to that really should be no. And, and if, and if you're not worried about it, then, I mean, it kind of might say something about your character right there that you don't really care what, what kind of content you're posting. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm always very, very cautious with my guys and anything that we think is ever even on the, on the edge of being borderline. Um, we ask our guys to, to take down and try to preserve preserve their image and and uh and their character and so yeah social media is huge and protecting that that realm of your of your life is huge as, a, as an athlete you're right i 100 agree because some of these athletes are getting caught in situations that they need to be in especially if they just 
not close your mouth and not yeah. express certain things. Yeah. And as you said, that you you have a lot of, of course a bunch of clients. Are any of them like their journeys? Are you seeing a certain path like that gets them to where they are right now? Like you know how there's some type of stereotype that certain people go through so much stuff or either yeah. just or just have a silver spoon in their mouths and go through the easier process. Like, what are the journeys that you've seen lately? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, there's no single guy that has the same path. I mean, everyone's story is so different. Mm. Uh, it's just no way to categorize one thing in one way. I mean, when I first started, a lot of my guys, you know, when you're first starting as an agent, you really don't have a reputation. And so guys are kind of trusting in you. So sometimes you get the guys that have a lot harder of stories. Mm. Um, and, and the guys that, you know, just weren't really given chances and are kind of desperate and on their last leg and kind of, that's kind of where I started and, um, you know, dealing with guys who might've made it to the league at one point or didn't, and then got cut and then their agent disappeared and they felt abandoned. And so that's kind of where I stepped in. Um, and then, uh, you know, on the flip side with what I'm doing right now at the NFL side, I mean, some of these guys have come for bigger schools. Like I've got, I've got some guys that played in the big 12 Sunbelt, mm-hmm. um, ACC, some of these bigger conferences. And so for those types of things, it's, it's, uh, they might have multiple agents talking to them. And, and so they, they control their own destiny. And if, you know, there's a high chance they get picked up or drafted. And so it's going to be a lot easier of a road for them versus, you know, if you come from a smaller school, it might, might mean a lot more work, a lot more having to prove yourself. So guys' stories are very different. A lot of times it can be what school you're from or, or what you did in, in college, uh, stats wise or, what impression you left there but uh no i mean I, I one of my guys in the xfl right now is a d2 guy who who did pretty well in college but didn't you know wasn't like the number one guy in everything uh had a decent d2 career but then now is the starting punt returner for houston um so sometimes you know just right yeah. place right time it works out mm-hmm. um and then sometimes you know you have some guy the guy who played in the nfl and the cfl and is still a young guy still you know still 25 26 and um, can't really get back in. So it's, it's, uh, it's just every guy's story is so different and, and what they've been through is so different. Uh, but that's, that's what really makes it, makes it worth it and enjoyable is just that every guy's story is so different that you're able to be a, a different part of a story in each guy's story, whether that's, you know, trying to help them make a comeback or trying to help them break in or, um, trying to keep their, their hype, uh, up a little bit. So, that, that's one of the things that's cool is just no guys the same story. That's very interesting because, like, the I know ESPN is, is marketed a little bit different. Like, you see, like, oh, like, mostly some of the stories that are marketed are kind of like the same background, like, same rough beginning or same tragedy or blessed and just happens to be talented kind of thing. So, it's very interesting. You get a very wide variety for you. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's what what those types of media outlets are going to show or going to try to push is you know the the one that's going to get the most emotional pull out of it so the guys that have the crazy stories the guy that have the really rough beginnings or that have the really crazy stories but you don't really hear about the guys who you know have both parents um grew up mm-hmm. you know in a stable household uh went to a mid-level school like a like a smaller fcs or a smaller d1 and you know, worked really hard to get to where they are now and, uh, you know, kind of fought hard for everything. They get. You don't hear those stories because it's not as, it's not as, it's not as fun to viewers. It's not as emotionally appealing. And so, so a lot of those stories kind of get overlooked, you know, it's, it's not as fun of a story to tell. So it just doesn't really get told. 
completely understand. You're 100% right. It's not as appealing to viewers. I like to tell yeah. you, share some what you feel your clients have said to me. As you know, I've interviewed your clients, your clients, um, Claudius Robertson, um, Riley Smith, Octavius Miles, all these people that you helped my amazing assistant helping me get um, get to talk to. And they all said the same thing about you, which I think is very interesting, that you're so caring, you're reliable, and you're so dedicated to them. I want to share that with you from them. They all said on my, on my interviews as well. <laughs> they just yeah. are, how their connection with you is just so real. So for other yeah, athletes that are listening, you, know, you all, all applause to you because <laughs> there's so <laughs> many agents that are not like you. <laughs> So all yeah, athletes no, that are listening should really check out um, Nathan because he really does care about you. Not just you know you're not just another dollar to him. So I just wanted to share that with you from your clients. Yeah, definitely appreciate that. I mean, yeah, for for me being an agent, I know I'm doing my job if my guys are, are vouching for me, and that's the biggest deal. At the end of the day is you know what's best for my guys and their careers and whatever I can do for them. So always good to hear that you know that they think I'm doing a good job for sure. Mm-hmm. Now my last question for you. How I know it must be hard when things don't go the way you plan. How do you keep your guys still motivated and still wanting to work and still like try to chase their dreams? Yeah, I mean, if I mean, I I had I've had a couple guys who you know have gotten cut from something or thought they were going to get drafted somewhere and didn't, and so a lot of it's just about keeping them upbeat about saying, hey, this isn't the end of the road. You know, there's still lots of other ways to get in, and then backup plans you know when we go in it's not just like hey it's this option or bust you know we got backup plans in place mm-hmm. and we try to get them into other leagues or other situations and but you know it, it's hard and a lot of it's just um talking to these, to these guys and and being real with them so that they know expectations coming in so that if something doesn't work out they're not devastated a lot of it's just about setting you know keeping guys level-headed um and then really showing them love and support and that you're trying hard to get them somewhere else when it doesn't work out. Just just really trying to be there for the guys and, and show them that you care about them as a person and then that you're looking for, for other options for them. I mean, those are that's kind of how I try to help my guys when, when something doesn't go the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. I think that's very good. Like you said earlier, that some of these guys do feel abandoned by you not leaving them when it's times are rough. I think that says a lot about your character. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Like, I've been waiting to interview you for a long time. You brought me so many clients and so many interviews and definitely helped you and my brand launch just by being a nice person. Thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem. Definitely appreciate it. Have, have You have me on. Okay, Nathan. Um, where do you want the people to find you? you want, do you people search you on social media? Are you comfortable with that? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, social, yeah, I'm on, I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, really, whatever I've got it, there's, there's my agency account and there's my personal. If you find one, it'll be linked to the other. So um, either you can either type in Nathan Shackleford or Higher Calling Sports, and either one should come up and, um, one will link you to the other. So, yeah, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. All right. Thank you so much, Nathan, for coming on my show. And you guys, no check, make sure you check out Nathan and check out his players and check out the XFL. Thanks. And there you have it, everyone. Another wonderful interview done by your girl, Nara Natish. Please check out all of my podcasts and interviews on The V Report, which is under the MTMV Sports Podcast.